That's how it's going to end. That's how this story is going to end. I've been following this story for how many months? And that's how it's going to end? With Damian Sandow getting raked in the face by Summer Rae? Are you kidding me? How invested were we in this story? And it's just gone. And I don't even give a shit. This is the Yes Talk. WrestleMania 3 at the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's going to be called down the middle, 50-50. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. I heard you laugh. I heard you get off on it, brother. In their business life and in their private life. Hello and welcome back to the Yes Talk Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Dustin Kaufman, and I want to thank you. This is episode five, and this week, the Yes Talk has taken a strong second place here on Trending Topics Network, and I can thank nobody except for you, the listeners at home. So thank you from the bottom of my heart Thank you for listening to the Yes Talk. Uh, Please share us with your friends. You can subscribe. You can find us on iTunes. And so, all right, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, I I touched on it at the beginning of last week's show, and I want to go over this again. All right. Uh, I want to touch a little bit more, take it into a little bit more detail. How big is WWE? Right. Like, how big is WWE compared to every other pro wrestling circuit in America? Now, here's the truth. If you want to invest in pro wrestling, and I don't mean invest your time. I don't mean invest your life. We all do that. That's why we're here at this moment now with me talking to myself in Studio H and you listening to me do it. I mean, if you want to invest your money into pro wrestling using the stock market, you invest in WWE, and that's all you can do. There's no other options. You want to know how much difference there is from the top indie company to WWE? That's how much. That's how big. It's the only pro wrestling company that's public. If you invest in pro wrestling, you have have to invest in WWE. I mean, it's a safe investment. They're not going anywhere. No matter how bad they fuck up or fall, WWE will not be closing the doors. I mean, look, everything that has happened to them, think of all the people that have died. Think of all the lawsuits. If Owen Hart can fall from the ceiling in my hometown of Kansas City at Kemper Arena, and that didn't put them out of business, man, you're golden, pony boy. You're golden. Stay golden. Now, get to get an idea of how big they are, let's talk, let's take a look at some of the other programs, all right? Like, so to get an idea of how big WWE really is, I want to take a look at some of the other indie wrestling circuits and the other shows right now. Now, first, okay, there is a new show coming to your television, uh, Paragon Pro Wrestling, known as PPW, announces a long-term national TV network agreement with Pop TV. They're going to be in 85 million plus households. 
uh, which is more than any other professional wrestling organization that there is. And that sounds promising uh, uh, until you, like, see their roster, which is like, oh, okay. I mean, they have, you know, uh, I mean, Gangrel is on it. He's the biggest name. Joey Ryan. I love Joey Ryan. Uh, Alex Hammerstone is one guy. Uh, Gangrel gives me shows me that this could have potential because Gangrel uh, is an instructor at Knox Pro, which is Rikishi's school. That's his wrestling school in Reseda, California. He mentioned it uh, in his uh, Hall of Fame speech. That's where Rusev came from. So seeing And Gangrel is a teacher there. So seeing Gangrel on this roster makes me think that we could be seeing a lot of new faces coming out of that Knox Pro Academy down there uh, in Los Angeles, California, which would be great. Uh, it's a great organization. It's a great place to learn. They have great talent there. Uh, I would love to see some people come out of there. Um, I think another problem with Paragon Pro Wrestling is their name is PPW. Uh, that's right. They're going to – I go PP. I go PP. I go, I go PP. I have to go PP, number one. I have to be maybe PP will be number one because PP is number one. Could they be number two? I don't know. I I don't know anything about it right now. It's going to be a long time away. Um, All right, let's talk about another new one: Global Force Wrestling. And I promise that's all the time we're going uh, to talk about. That is just for a uh, moment. Um, Global Force Wrestling, a new Jeff Jarrett promotion. I think if Jeff Jarrett. And again, that's if Jeff Jarrett had what it took to solidify that number two spot in pro wrestling, then he would have done it with TNA. And he didn't. He's out of touch. And plus, he's Jeff Jarrett. Do I really have to have another reason? Why won't he take that number two spot? Because he's Jeff Jarrett. That's all the reason you need. Jeff Jarrett will never be the number two. All right. All right. Now let's get to the promotions that already exist and are available uh, for the world to see. ROH, Ring of Honor. Here's another company that all in all respect uh, should or at least could take the number two spot. And if they up their production level and got some mainstream television distribution, they probably would be. The talent is there. Uh, their talent is great. They have amazing. Ring of Honor has amazing talent. I mean, where do you think the current WWE roster came from? Ring of Honor. All right. Seth Rollins, former Ring of Honor champion. Daniel Bryan. Former Ring of Honor champion, CM Punk, former Ring of Honor champion, Kevin Owens, former Ring of Honor champion. Their talent is there, but they just don't have all the ducks in a row, uh, and, and there's clearly pieces missing to the puzzle, or they would be making stars out of talent instead of having WWE make stars out of their talent. If this gives you an idea of how far Ring of Honor is from WWE, I want to tell you, uh, I want to break down their ticket prices for live shows. All right. This is for all their live events. Ring of Honor, front row, $40. All right. First row, $40. Second row, $20. Third row, $10. $5 for the fourth and fifth row. And everything else is general admission. All right. Five rows. You're talking, you're talking five dollars 
for ringside seats. You have five rows. Everything else is general admission. Another problem with uh, getting Ring of Honor uh, to catch on is money. Uh, and it's not their money that the problem is with. It's, it's, uh, it's your money. It's my money. It's our money. Here's the thing. Nobody watches Ring of Honor. And, I mean, not nobody. They definitely have a large following, and it's a wonderful fan base, but not enough people watch Ring of Honor, and they charge you to watch Ring of Honor. Uh, and not only do they charge half of what the WWE charges for the network, they're not giving away the pay-per-views. Ring of Honor, $60 a year, or about $5 a month, and that's just for the initial, just to be able to watch their episodes on a delay. Uh, if you have to pay more, if you want to watch them uh, sooner. And I'm, I'm not saying Ring of Honor is not worth $5 a month. I'm not saying they're, they're not worth $5 a month. I'm saying that, that what I'm saying is I already pay $10 a month for WWE Network. I pay $120 a month for cable to watch Raw, to watch SmackDown, TNA, Lucha Underground. And trust me, pro wrestling is the only reason I have cable. All right? Pro wrestling on DVR is the second best thing that has ever happened to me next to my son. All right? So I'm already paying $130 a month to watch pro wrestling. And I have a small family I just don't see a Ring of Honor being in my budget as a normal person. I just, if I had all the money in the world, I would reach out to watch that extra step. But Ring of Honor needs to take the extra step to make sure people are seeing their product. Now, if I could watch the weekly episodes, if I did have an opportunity to get invested in the Ring of Honor roster, to care about the stories, to have... Uh, no, no, no. I told you the show is over. You're not doing it again. Nobody is listening anymore. They heard our voices. The they heard our voices and they moved on to the better on, show. We're number two on the network. Yeah, you're number two because you're shit. See how that works? Yeah. I can do this for days, man. I can do this for days, man. Days, days, days. I'm already done with ours, and we did four segments. We did news. We did tweet the table. Uh, We made extreme rules picks. We did answered listener emails. We talked about a new contest we're doing. We're going to do tweet the table over there, the best of the rest. You got the best of nothing. Nothing. Your rest isn't even the best. I am the best. No. Yeah. I'm the best. Right. And the beast. All right, get out of here. Uh, Captain Awesome, Spanish announce table. The Tuesday Night Wars continue. They finished their show early. They finished their show early. So to see this war continue, you'll have to listen to them on uh, Tweet the Table over at HeelZiggler.com. So to see this feud continue, make sure and follow the Spanish announce table boys all the way over for their new show. Just called Tweet the Table on HeelZiggler.com. So, all right. Um, what are we talking about? Ring of Honor? God damn it. Uh, all right. So, but I'm saying, yeah, like if I had an opportunity to, uh, if I had an opportunity to watch Ring of Honor, to get invested in the stories and the episodes, to have a favorite wrestler, if I, I, if I wanted to buy ROH merchandise, 
there's a really good chance I would get the eye pay-per-views on occasion. I would. I would. I as, as far as pay-per-views go in the indie circuit, I don't need a story to enjoy a pay-per-view. I don't need a story to enjoy a live wrestling show or to even just want to watch a pay-per-view. All I need is a good lineup. If I see AJ Styles on a card, I'm excited. If I see Chris Saban on a card, I'm excited. If I see Samoa Joe on a card, I'm, I'm excited. Or Michael Elgin or Ricochet or the Young Bucks because these guys are fun as fuck to watch. You don't need a backstory to enjoy a match with these guys because they tell the story in the ring. They tell an in-ring story and at the end of the day, that's all you need to enjoy a match. I don't need six weeks of a backstory to enjoy a match. I don't need to see the match on TV three times before a pay-per-view to enjoy the match. All I need is a good match with two guys who know how to tell a good in-ring story. And I don't even need a household name. Have you done this before? Do you understand psychology? Good. Let's go. TNA, in all respect, all right, TNA, in all respect, should be the number two company. But in reality, they should be moving to England. I don't, I'm not a fan of Bobby Lashley. I've never been a fan of Bobby Lashley. He does nothing for me. He has no charisma. He has no mic skills. I'm not a fan of his entering work. I really like Eric Young. They have a great women's division, but they have Kurt Angle as champion. Better yet, I mean, why do you have Kurt Angle as champion, or why do you have Kurt Angle, period? He can barely walk to the ring. Not only does he walk old as shit, he looks old as shit. Not only does Kurt Angle look old as shit, he is old as shit. All right, they do have a fun women's division. They have a fun women's division. Mickey James was great. Awesome Kong, Gail Kim, um... You know what the problem with the women wrestlers, and I'm I'm going to break it down. This is this is the problem with women wrestlers. All right, the problem with the lady wrestlers is they have babies. Now I I all right, hold on, hold on, hear me out. The problem, what all I'm saying is the problem with women wrestlers is they have baby. It's hard to get that female Shawn Michaels. It's hard to get that female Undertaker, that lady that'll be around for 20 years. Kids or not, all the great ones leave. Uh, I, I wonder, I, I have a suggestion, so I know how strict WWE is on their health policy, so I'm thinking... You know, what would be best for business is if WWE just removed the eggs and the ovaries of all the female wrestlers, right? I mean, how awesome would that be? <laughs> well, man, but kids are not. If WWE ran their Divas division differently, if they could keep talent, and I mean actual talent, around longer, man, I mean, but they don't. And I think it's partially because of the way they run it. I mean, all the great talent has left the WWE, all right? Caitlyn, gone. Beth Phoenix, gone. AJ Lee, gone. Medusa, Lundra Blaze, split. Lita, gone. Jazz, gone. I think Jazz's titty popped out one time. Victoria, she was great, went to TNA. Eve Torres is amazing. Was amazing. Eve Torres still is amazing. She left to go open an MMA gym with her now husband, uh, Renner Gracie. She was great. All the great talent leaves the Divas division. And then we're stuck with Summer Rae, who is just awful. Just 
awful and Layla and now the separated Funkadactyls and let's be honest those two are pretty terrible all right Naomi's like I want to like her but the whole ass to face face finisher plus I feel anytime one of those two get in the ring it's like just a welcome to botch city bitch WWE needs to start removing their eggs so they can leave and so they can't leave and go have kids we need that female Shawn Michaels and I don't know if it has ever happened. Could it ever happen? Could we ever have that female Shawn Michaels? Have we ever had that female Shawn Michaels? Tell me if I'm wrong. Tweet me. Tell me. Message me. Message me at Facebook at the Yes Talk. Tweet me at the Yes Talk or hashtag Yes Talk. Send me a direct message. Dustin Kaufman. I don't. Let me know. Am I wrong? Have we ever had that female Shawn Michaels? Tell me. All right, so moving on, I got a little off topic. We're still on the number two spot here, all right? I'm going to talk about Lucha Underground now, all right? Lucha Underground, uh, I really like watching Lucha Underground. It is a lot of fun to watch. However, they just introduced six-man tag belts doing uh, what I feared they would, and that's straying from the Lucha brand, all right? And... As great of some as some of the matches are, it'll never be as big and it'll never stand a chance unless they stray completely away from their original product, which is the last thing they should do. It's the last thing they should do. All right. And I think about this. Alberto Del Rio. Now El Patron went to Lucha. Johnny Nitro, a.k.a. John Morrison, a.k.a. Johnny Mundo is is in Lucha. Great athlete. Never really could get into him, but he's a great athlete. Right? Just not a fan of the character. But what happens if Dolph Ziggler one day leaves WWE and goes to Lucha? And I'm not saying it's going to happen. It's just an example. I didn't hear Dolph Ziggler's leaving the WWE. I didn't say that I'm using him as an example. So let's, let's say Dolph Ziggler goes to Lucha. Are they going to put a mask on him? No. No, they're not. They are not. Okay. Now, let's say Justin Gabriel, who now wrestles in the indies as PJ Black. Let's say PJ Black follows Dolph Ziggler to Lucha Underground. Are they going to put a mask on him? No, they're not. He's got a name. All right. Chavo Guerrero. Chavo Guerrero is there for a very short time, but is still on the roster. And to me, in my opinion, that doesn't help. Okay, Chavo Guerrero doesn't help hype a show. All right, It doesn't help anybody. In my opinion, Chavo is not a draw unless you're in a Legion Hall or if you have a smaller organization at a local rec center once a month or so. Uh, then it would be cool to be like, hey, we have Chavo Guerrero. Then, okay, it might be kind of cool, maybe. All right, so... How many people can they put on their roster and keep it Lucha Underground? How many actual household names can they bring into a show called and themed Lucha Underground? And I think it could hurt them in the long run. Do I think the product is good? Sure. Do I think they have an audience for the product? Absolutely. I think they just need to be careful moving forward because as much as you want to get these household names on your roster, you don't want to lose yourself trying to do it. And I feel that they're starting to maybe lose themselves at this point. 
Uh, just some of the matches I see, bringing some of the new people in. That said, I I don't think they could ever be a successful number two. But in today's world, with as many fans and hardcore pro wrestling fans and yes talk fans as there are, I think we need a number two. But right now, it's not there. Right now, it's WWE and everything else. Uh, and that's just the way it is at the moment. But we need a number two. We need it. And not only is there room for a number two with as many fans as there are, there's room for a number three, a number four, a number five. And there are fans that will support all of these shows. There are fans that will watch some of them. There are some fans that will just watch one of them. In order for a company to step up and take that number two spot, not only are they going to have to have their ducks in a tight, and I mean tight row, and not only does the production quality have to be incredible, and I mean lights, camera quality, people in the audience, editing. They're going to have to have a great commentary team with people we know. At least two out of three of them has to be people we know and we love. And the talent and the writing and the merchandise and live. You have to be live. Nobody with a pre-recorded show, nobody with pre-recorded episodes, nobody who is recording a month at a time or six weeks at a time is going to stand a chance against world wrestling entertainment. So once you have all of that, once you have all of those things, once you have everything ready to go and the machine is moving and the wheels are turning, then and then they're going to need a Hogan to turn heel. And that's what it is going to take. And again, no, I did not hear Hogan is getting back in the ring. Hogan is not turning heel again. I am using him as an example. Whoever steps up to take that spot is going to need a Hulk Hogan, the immortal one, the red and the yellow, the Hulkamaniac himself to turn heel. I'm not saying Hulk Hogan has to turn heel. I'm not saying John Cena has to come in to turn heel. I'm not even saying anybody at all has to turn heel. What I'm saying is whoever is in that spot needs something huge. And I mean huge. Something so big. It will take that focus away from WWE for even one minute. One minute. And once you have that minute, once you have them looking for that one minute, because that's all you'll have, you'll have them. You better lock them. And I don't know what it could be. Maybe Brock Lesnar shows up in another federation. Maybe CM Punk will walk out. CM Punk could make a company number two. I don't care who you are. When he's done with UFC, and if he ever wants to get back into the squared, to the squared circle, and if he wants to do it somewhere besides WWE, then whoever picks up CM Punk, wherever he laces his boots up again, if it's not WWE, just became serious, and I mean serious, competition for the WWE. <sighs> Until then, it's WWE and everything else. It just is. And I love the everything else. I do. Pro Wrestling Gorilla, it's, it's just great. And you, it's, it's 400 people in a Legion Hall down in 
Southern California and Los Angeles, and it's just the best live show I've ever. I've I've been to Money in the Banks. I've been to Royal Rumbles. I've I've been to a lot of house shows. I've been going my entire life. I saw Hulk Hogan live as very as five years old. Andre the Giant live. The Iron Sheik, Sergeant Slot. I mean, I saw. I was going when I was a kid. I've watched my whole life. I watched a lot of PWG. I've watched a lot of ECW. Um, never saw it live. But you go to Pro Wrestling Gorilla live as a wrestling fan. It's just the best thing you could ever experience. It's the best feeling as a wrestling fan. There's no stories. There's no backstories. It's so much fun. The audience, the fans just have so much love for everybody. I don't care who it is. Everybody that comes through that curtain is 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 like Hulk Hogan, 1985, just walked out that curtain. And it, it's great. It's the best pure wrestling you could probably find in the country. Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Check them out. Um, check them out. And there's a lot of guys there that were there recently who circulated through Ring of Honor who are now in WWE. You know, guys like your Sami Zayn, like your Kevin Owens. Uh, you know, I mean, we've seen the Daniel Bryan there. We've seen Cesaro had wrestled. I mean, there's a lot of guys. So so they have DVDs online. I don't get paid for this. It's just such a great show. So you guys should definitely know about it if you don't. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, has main eventing WrestleMania become a curse? All right. Should it be for the big boys, the Rocks, the Lesners? The problem is there's only one Rock. There's only one Brock Lesnar. And if you don't put people in that position, they will never be in that position. But has main eventing WrestleMania become a curse? Because for the past two years, in my opinion, it has. Uh, I mean, maybe the WWE was right. Maybe we were wrong. Maybe Batista should have won the title last year. Maybe he should have it. I mean, it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like it now, and it didn't feel like it then. But can you imagine if they would have put the strap on Batista, he would have stuck around even part-time for a while. Maybe it would have happened at SummerSlam. Don't you think Batista versus Brock Lesnar would have been a better match than Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns? If you're just going for the big guy versus the big guy, a name versus a name, well, Batista versus Brock Lesnar, I mean, you know, I think that's a little more, that qualifies a little more than Roman Reigns, at least at that point, all right? So, WrestleMania 30, Daniel Bryan, main events. A month later, he's on the shelf. Now injured again. His hype, his momentum, the movement is, may have, be suffering severely after that injury, after that time off. WrestleMania 31, Roman Reigns, main events, goes back to two more months of feuding with the Big Show. It seems like Roman Reigns just happened just happened to fight Brock Lesnar in the middle of a feud with Big Show. Like, I've, I've been going at it every week with this guy for months. Now I'm going to stop and main event WrestleMania. And then go back to feuding with the big show. All right. And that's a big step in both directions. Okay. Going to Lesnar in the main event of WrestleMania. Oh, that's a far step from big show who was in the pre-show. I might add he was in the pre-show wasn't even on the card. Okay. Now on that same level, going back to big show 
from Brock Lesnar on any pay-per-view? Well, that's a far step back down. Essentially, nothing has changed. Roman Reigns is in the same place he was before WrestleMania. Nothing's changed, which may not be a bad thing for him. After the fan abuse, it was abuse. Roman Reigns got abused. He took fan abuse. We could have called the police for domestic violence because he took abuse for the past three months. Now, I think maybe going back and hiding in the mid-card level uh, may not be a bad thing for him right now. Now, I think this is a mid-card level match right now, including Big Show, but I don't think we're going to see a mid-card outcome. I said it last week, and they seem to still be hinting at it. I think Roman Reigns could be on his way to retiring Big Show. Um it would be great to be the guy. I retired Big Show, okay? Now, I also said, uh, read that Roman Reigns may have a feud with Kane after Big Show. And, um, man, I, again, I said it last week. If I could see Reigns retiring Kane, too, all right? Who knows? I mean, who knows what they're planning for Kane right now? They're definitely building somewhere. I mean, maybe this is it. Maybe this, they're building to Kane's retirement. From the rings where he'll just fully be backstage or maybe he'll go on. Who knows? I mean, who knows where they're going with this story of Kane? This is the WWE. For all we know, Kane could be the world heavyweight champion next week. I mean, how do you know? So, again, does main eventing WrestleMania, I mean, is it better to be in the, just to steal the show? Just to have that pressure off, just to go out and just steal the show, put on the best match you possibly can. Or is main eventing WrestleMania, has it become a curse? Uh, We will see as the future holds. The past two years haven't really done a lot. All right. So, again, you need to let them build. You need to build these guys. You need to build them. Uh, Again, Daniel Bryan, obviously, the injury, injured again. So, I mean, that's different. Uh, I just, it's bad booking, maybe. Roman Reigns is pretty hot. He seems pretty hot still, but I just, I mean, maybe he's working his way slowly through the authority if he's going to have this feud with Big Show and then have a feud with Kane. I mean, maybe that's what they're building Kane for, just to build him back up to a I can have a feud with Roman Reigns status or so we can feel that intensity from him again. We can see that struggle so we can find that fight in him again. Uh, I was so happy when he... Said he was going to put in his two weeks. And then a minute later, he's not going anywhere. But all right. So Jim Ross, in an article on Fox Sports, uh, I read this. I was I found this kind of interesting. Said that Brock Lesnar, while initially signing with the WWE, in the beginning, not re-signing him, but in the beginning, when they first signed those contracts, when they signed him, Brock Lesnar added a condition that the only way he would sign with the WWE is if they also signed his roommate, Shelton Benjamin. (laughs) What? Wait a minute. What? Brock Lesnar had a roommate? Brock Lesnar had a roommate? The guy that doesn't get off the tour bus until his call time had a roommate? The guy that if he's not in the bus is in a private dressing room had a roommate. The guy that lives in the middle of nowhere, Minnesota, and doesn't want to leave his house more than once a month or two had a roommate. Can you imagine living with Brock Lesnar? Oh my God. 
What's his wrong side of the bed look like in the morning? Good lordy, I've had roommates, or Shelton Benjamin for that matter. That is a high-energy individual. So that's kind of a cool thing I read, though. I just thought you guys might be interested in that. Uh, here's a little news for you. Cena, uh, he said a little while back, did you guys know Cena's, he said his global attire, his entity, the John Cena brand, is worth $100 million a year. So... Just thought you guys might want to know. Shawn Michaels turned out the wrestle. How fucking a hundred million a year? What do you do with a hundred million dollars a year in t-shirt money, no less? From hats, from wristbands, from t-shirts. A hundred million dollars a year? Oh my god! Shawn Michaels turns down. WrestleMania 32. Shawn Michaels turned down a WrestleMania 32 match, an opportunity to wrestle in his home state at WrestleMania 32. Don't even have to leave the state in front of over 100,000 people. And he said no. He said he just he's doesn't feel he could put He's all into it, uh, and he doesn't feel he'd be 100% into it, and that's not fair to himself. It's not fair to his opponent, and it's not fair to the fans, is what Shawn Michaels said. I, I could see WWE. I mean, look, you're in Texas. You got It's WrestleMania. You have over 100,000 seats to fill. I mean, you try to pull out anything you can. Bringing Shawn Michaels back for another match, I mean, that's in, he's from so that's going to sell tickets, all right? Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania is going to sell tickets. Well, it's not because he's not going to be there. But it would. He, he would have sold tickets. Um, and my question is, who was it with? Who was the match with? Who did they want him to fight? Now, if you remember last week here on the Yes Talk, I suggested that Shawn Michaels could have been a good contender to come back for one more Shawn Michaels Undertaker match at WrestleMania 32. And who better to have a last match with? Of I mean, besides The Undertaker, I mean, The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels again. I mean, if anybody could carry that match, I with Undertaker's aid, with Undertaker, the way he's looked the past couple years, if anybody could carry that match and make it great and push The Undertaker to that match that he needs to have, that he needs to go out on, it's Shawn Michaels, okay? And I would happily watch that a third time. Granted, it'd be a little slower maybe than the last time. Maybe not. It'd be, I don't, it'd be a little older, a little more gray, but it would be great. Who's going to, re we're going to see it. Who's it going to be? Who's going to retire The Undertaker next year? Is Undertaker going to lose next year? Is he going to go out in a casket and then come back on Raw with a speech? Is he just going to fade away into the darkness? My question is, after he retires and does not wrestle anymore, are we going to see an Undertaker general manager? Maybe a part-time general manager? Maybe a SmackDown general manager? Could we see an alternative role from Undertaker once he is officially retired? 
a, a different on-screen persona, I think that would be okay. We're definitely not going to see it until he's officially retired the Undertaker character. You know, we might see Mean Mark come back, but I would like to see it. So no Shawn Michaels for WrestleMania 32. All right, from the Bleacher Report, it appears uh, more and more likely that Finn Balor will make the jump from NXT to WWE in short time, while a recent announcement shuts down the idea of the Briscoe brothers heading to the developmental system, uh, which from Ring of Honor, again, the latest word on Balor... Will have his fans pumped. Uh, there are more signs pointing to him getting a call up before too long. That's great. But as far as Mark and Jay Briscoe, they reportedly discussed coming to NXT, but in the end chose to stay home. All right. So look, that's that doesn't happen a lot. The WWE Tag Team Division missed out on some serious top-notch talent with that duo. All right. But that's their decision. They made that. I mean, that's an incredible decision. I mean, because, again, NXT is not – is it a step down? See, because WWE is the number one and everything else, if there is no number two, that, again, as we said last week, NXT is the number two So because the next door is number one. So, I mean, next week we'll talk about what makes the number one, what makes it a number one. We'll talk about that. Next week on the Yes Talk, I'm going to talk about what actually makes a number one. And and I'm, I'm going to use it looking at this Jay and Mark Briscoe thing. I'm going to kind of keep that. I'm going to write, what, what what's number one? Number one to who? Number one, why? And at the end of the day, is it really number one? All right. I'm sure we'll talk about money. <laughs> uh and uh, still from the Bleacher Report, and while WWE didn't snag the Briscoe brothers, the company did land nearly a dozen new recruits. In addition, uh, another report says that NXT offered a Luchadora tryout. The WWE Performance Center also welcomed two visitors, one former TNA knockout, the other a British bruiser. All right, so not sure exactly who those are. So no Briscoe brothers. A lot of new uh, potential uh, talent. Some still Maybe they're trying to build that Lucha brand to compete with Lucha Underground. That's weird. Why would WWE need to compete with Lucha Underground? That's so silly. But maybe it's just watching Kalisto. Maybe bringing some new Luchas in here. I mean, I, I could be completely backwards on this. But maybe giving Kalisto some other people to fight will give uh, Sin Cara an opportunity to break that character, to take the mask off, to fight. Or even just to take the mask off, I guess. That's my base. It's just, it's so, that character's so stupid. All right, sorry. Sorry. All right. Uh, moving on. The next Chris Jericho podcast will be Thursday, April 30th with Stephanie McMahon. Uh, it's putting, and it's going to be actually after SmackDown. That's Thursday, if you heard that. So the next Jericho podcast is going to be after SmackDown Thursday, April 30th, and he will be interviewing Stephanie McMahon. Now, is putting this after SmackDown, is putting the podcast after SmackDown, because they've always been after Raw. So it's putting this after the Thursday Night Slam instead of Raw going to affect the initial rating of the show? I, I would have to say yes, most definitely. And not to say people won't go watch the interview later, but we're, 
we're, we just, we're not going to have the same amount of numbers live. You just won't. All right. I just, I can't tell you the last time I watched SmackDown at 7 p.m. Central Time uh, here in Kansas City. I DVR it, I, I watch it when I get to it. This week I watched it Sunday. I watched the main event of SmackDown after, right before I watched Raw, which I also had to watch on the DVR. Okay, so I watched most of SmackDown on Sunday night. I went to go right a little bit. And then I watched the main event of SmackDown before I watched a DVR at Raw. So do I think putting this on a Thursday is going to affect the initial ratings? I do. I do. Um, I mean, like SmackDown, I try to watch it live, Raw. I try to watch Raw live because it's it's live, you know? So I try to watch Raw live. I don't always get to for one reason or the other, but I like to watch Raw live. All right, it's it's a whole new aspect, and that's why I uh, mentioned earlier. If anybody, if any other wrestling company wants to compete and have a chance with WWE, they're going to need a live show. All right, with the internet spoiling everything, I mean, you can even SmackDown, even SmackDown. I think and Raw, they as many spoilers as you can get. At least who's going to be there? The pops, you know, store matches, stuff like that. So Raw is the only show. And pay-per-views, but Raw is the only wrestling show on television, online, period, of all the companies that you can't have spoilers for because it's live. Which is, again, the only reason I try to watch it live. I watch Lucha on the DVR. I When I watch TNA, I watch it on the DVR. Even SmackDown, again, I watch it on the DVR. But because Raw is live, it's happening now. It's right now. It's in. It's going on right now. It's over there. It's in that state. Those are people who are enjoying this at the same time I am. I'm watching a happening. This is happening now, and I'm enjoying it. Anything Anything can happen on a happening. Um, I, I, you know, and I only watch SmackDown about 90%, 80% of the time. 90, I'll say 95 maybe. I will miss it occasionally, not as much anymore. I can't remember the last time I didn't watch Monday Night Raw. And I can't remember the last time I didn't watch Monday Night Raw on a Monday. Grant, and sometimes again, it works out where I do get to DVR it, but maybe I'll get home <clears throat> like a half hour late. I just hit play on the DVR. I can skip all the commercials. All right, so that's a nice uh, trade. I will watch it live, but if I come home a half hour late, I'm not going to hit play live. I'm going to hit play from the beginning, skip the commercials, and then catch up to the main event, if not like halfway through. Right, so, but I will try to eliminate. uh, I mean, everybody... That complains about Raw, how it's three hours plus, right? It's not. It's only two hours and 15 minutes after commercials, all right? You have to figure 15 minutes of every hour is for commercials. Uh, So, yeah, you watch it live, 7 p.m., tweeting the updates, checking out the second screen on the app. It's definitely a three-hour experience, but it is an experience. You know, it's an experience. You watch it live. You can watch the app. You can tweet. You can all of it. But if you don't care about any of that and you just want to watch the show, fuck, 
Hit DVR, hit record. It's a two-hour program in and out. SmackDown's only an hour and 25 minutes on that note. So, all right. This brings us, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the gimmick change of the week. That's right. Every week, I take a selected superstar, and I, who I feel is in desperate, desperate need of a gimmick change, and this week... This week on the gimmick change of the week, we are going to take a look at Los Matadores, formerly Primo and Epico, who consist of Diego and Fernando, who are real-life cousins, and believe it or not, are former WWE Tag Team Champions as Primo and Epico, all right? Now, Los Matadores... Does anybody remember Tito Santana, El Matador? Huh? What? Oh, El Matador. Imagine that. Who's booking this shit? Pat Patterson? We've already seen the goddamn character. Now there's two of them and they have a fucking bull. Are they, what are they, bullfighting superheroes? They're, I mean, come on. They're amazing fucking athletes with tons of personality. And they're, they're look... Uh, they're easy on the eyes. They're fun to look at. They have character, all right? And apparently they have too much character because somebody doesn't want these two to be seen or heard. I always heard Edge talk about how they wanted to book him as a deaf mute, and I feel like Diego and Fernando just didn't say no because essentially Los Matadores are deaf fucking mutes, and it's a shame. They have so much talent, and they're completely covered by this horrible horrible gimmick in the reality era if this is a reality era then why are we looking at this why is this happening what else could they be what could we change the los matadores gimmick to hmm what could los matadores do Hmm. Oh, wait. Uh, how about two cousins named Primo and Epico? Oh, what? Yeah. Uh, two cousins named Primo and Epico who are amazing fucking wrestlers and have a lot of support from the Latin community and our legacy and aren't covered in bullfighting superhero masks. I don't care what you do with Los Matadores at this point, but please do something. Take the masks off of them. Let them. They could do so much for that tag team division. And you know what? After you ran them on their own, after you ran them as a tag team for a little bit, you'd see some really good singles matches out of those two guys. They've already proven themselves. They're company men. All right. How long have they been wearing those ridiculous masks, those capes, those silly tights? Okay. I think they've proved themselves. Let's let's give them an opportunity to succeed. Let's let them talk. Let's let them be seen. Let's let them really have a chance. I think Primo and Epico could add so much to the tag team division, and it's just a shame that they filter it in such a way as that. All right, that's our gimmick change of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Raw Recappuccino. That's right. We take the most caffeinated and bubbly parts of Monday Night Raw. And we bring them uh, to you. All right. Starting off, did anybody 
notice anything different about the way Seth Rollins closed his match? Did anybody notice anything different with the way Seth Rollins closed his match? Did anybody notice something missing from that match? Did anybody notice a, a different move, perhaps, to close that match? So this article, it is out there. This was actually brought to my attention today by uh, our big fan, uh, our fan Nathaniel Feliciano. Uh, so according to WWE sources, the company will be banning Seth Rollins from using the curb stomp finishing move. Is this real? Now, I, it's printed, all right, WWE feeling uh, about the move, which uh, the WWE World Heavyweight Champion uses in his, his finisher is that it's too much of a direct liability and a risk for a head injury. All of sports is trying to be more proactive when it comes to preventing head injuries and concussions, and this is the reason for WWE banning the curb stomp. WWE reportedly doesn't want its top star to be doing that move every night, and they also don't want to be showing it in past clips or videos even more. This is why last week on Raw, when Rollins came out, the video which played during his entrance was primarily graphics of his name. Uh, the normal entrance video of Rollins features a compilation of clips, several of which are him performing the curb stomp. And yeah, that was that's always been his intro. Is this real? Is this just a play on the, uh, well, you can't do your curb stomp because Randy Orton can't do his RKO? Is there truth to this? Is this a, is this a shoot? Is this kayfabe? What the, what is this? Is this real? I mean, it's not. I mean, the pile driver, okay, I understand the pile driver, but the curb stomp, it's a curb stomp in real life. I'm, there's like, they put the curb in their mouth and you stomp the back of their... Nobody's doing that. He's doing a lunge off the back of their head. That's why Randy Orton was able to RKO him from the middle of the air at WrestleMania. Because he just jumped off of him. He jumps. They're fucking acrobats. They're athletes. Ugh. Alright. Miz. Let's... Oh, fuck. Miz. Oh. Miz versus Miz Dow brand match. WWE got me doing something I never in a million years. Now I'm, I'm about to lose my might. This really pisses me off. All right, WWE got me doing something I never in a million years thought I would do, and that's cheering. Okay, now brace yourselves for what I'm about to say because I promise you, I've never said it before, and I will never, and I mean never. Say it again. The WWE had me cheering for Miz. The Miz brand match. All right, now I know Miz is leaving to go make a Christmas movie with Paige. That's why she got written off. They're going to go make uh, Santa's little helper or something. I don't know. All right, so I know he's going to leave for a while anyways, but... Uh, how how are they gonna split it, keeping the Miz likeness? How how you can't you have gone too far this time, Mister WWE or Mrs WWE, whosever idea this was, you have gone too far. You wanna you wanna have Sandow dress up as Magneto, as Marco Polo, as Sherlock Holmes. Fine, fine, 
fine, whatever. But the Miz, you want him to dress up? Look, I, I was willing to deal with it to play out the story, but the story is over. Stop it. Just stop it. You did, but you did stop it, and I don't even give a shit. You took this story so far. You built it for so long. You got us so invested, and then just dropped it. Why? Why didn't this match happen? Why didn't this match happen at WrestleMania? Why, are you telling me you couldn't have hung out for two more for, for another week? You couldn't have waited to start filming the next movie. I don't know. Monday after Extreme Rules. You had me voting for the Miz. They had me cheering for the Miz because no part, and I mean no part of me, no part of me wanted to see Damian Sando run around looking like the Miz. Until the Miz came back to reclaim his gimmick. Okay, nobody wanted to see that. Nobody. So what you did is you spent months, months. I mean, that's like, how long had that been going on? Almost a year? Six months? Nine months? I mean, that they carried that story out for a while. All right? So you, you carry the story out. You make a huge face. You make a huge face out of a Damian Sandow. All right? You get people really caring about him, really excited about him. You like people wanting to see him come out to win, to not be the Miz anymore. You want to see this feud. You want to see him fight for his freedom. You want to see him overcome this obstacle. And what do they do? They fuck you in the ass with the. Uh, uh, forgive me, okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's I try to not cuss too much on this show. I don't. I know I could as much as I wanted. All right, but are you kidding? We saw, we saw a three match feud within two and a half weeks of each other. Two and a half weeks of each other. We saw The Miz beat Sandow. We saw Sandow win an oh, ever so wonderful two-minute roll-up match. And then we see The Miz win again, again, to win the feud. Oh, and you know what? I'm glad he won only because they were fighting for The Miz gimmick, which shouldn't have even been on the table to begin with. So, whatever. Sandow's not with Summer Rae. Sandow's not with Miz. Sandow's no longer Miz Dow. Miz is leaving the WWE. In all, I mean, in all reality, I should be happy as shit. All right, I should be happy. I got everything I wanted. Why do I feel so bad about it? Why do I feel so, like, let down? I guess it's the delivery. I don't know. I look forward to watching Damian Sandow. Hopefully, hopefully bloom and prosper uh, over the next uh, months and years. So, all right, we'll see what plays out with that. Who's Bray Wyatt calling out? He did say lifting weights, you know. So that's a hint to whoever it is. I don't think he's calling out. 
Big E, although he could be. There are three of those guys. They could have Big E in a singles feud while running Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston as a tag team. That's the beauty of a faction. All right, You don't have to have a guy standing outside the ring doing nothing every week. I, I think that would be a fun feud, actually. I don't see Big E going over on Bray Wyatt, but uh, I, but seeing Big E react to a Bray Wyatt character would be a lot of fun. All right? Plus, e, plus Big E is doing that whole preacher thing right now, and Bray Wyatt is definitely preachy. All right, Bray Wyatt definitely needs a feud. Uh, not only does Bray Wyatt need a feud... He can sink his teeth into, but a feud he can win. I think Roman Reigns, right? Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns. I think that could definitely be a great feud with some seriously intense and physical matches behind it. My question to that is, can either one of those guys afford a loss right now? Wyatt having the Undertaker match at WrestleMania. Yes, okay, yes, he had it. But he, he still lost the match. And I don't think losing to the Undertaker at this point in his career with no streak, knowing we're not going to be getting that Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 25 level match anymore, knowing we're not going to get that Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 26 level match anymore, it doesn't have the same effect on the opponent in this case. You know, and in this case, it's Bray Wyatt. So, sure, a few years ago, you walk into the ring with The Undertaker, win or lose, you're coming out on top, all right? Uh, and just in my personal, humble opinion, I don't feel it has the same effect, all right? So that said, not only do I think Bray Wyatt needs a feud he can win, I think Bray Wyatt deserves a feud he can win. And even if it's not a feud... Just one really well-built match. So you have to ask yourself, who can you look at? Who can you look to and go, he lifts weights? Who's worthy of a feud with Bray Wyatt? And who can lose to Bray Wyatt? I think it needs to be a face at this point, as over as Wyatt is with all his fireflies, he's still a heel. He's still a heel. And he still needs to be and probably will be booked as a heel. So, okay, we're looking at a face. A face, weightlifting appearance, or at least in really good shape. Roman Reigns is definitely a good candidate for those two. He's a top guy, and so is Bray Wyatt, all right? Here's a thought, too. What if it's Kane, right? I mean, the way they've been building Kane again lately, it's it's got it. It could be for something. It's not going to be Ryback. It's not. It's, it's just not. Ryback is nowhere near the level of Bray Wyatt. And he never will be, in my opinion. Now, I'm not saying the match will never be booked. And I'm not saying it, it it's never going to happen. But I'm saying it shouldn't happen. Bray Wyatt should not be feuding with Ryback 
at this point of either one of their careers. Bray Wyatt is so far above Ryback. But, here's a but, and this is my, uh, according to F4WOnline.com, Bray Wyatt is scheduled to feud with Ryback next. And the and the big guy is apparently who Wyatt's recent cryptic promos are about. Oh, no. And that's according to the F4W online. Uh, I'm gonna, I, I'm going to say it again. Bray Wyatt is scheduled to feud with Ryback. And the big guy is apparently who Wyatt's recent cryptic promos are about. So everything I just said... And I knew this was written on here. I knew what I was going to say to you, okay? I knew I was about to tell you that. But I told you my opinion first. I want, so when when Bray Wyatt, if this happens, if Bray Wyatt comes to the ring for Ryback, and you see Ryback standing face to face with Bray Wyatt, I want you to sit for just a second. Think to yourself. Look at the TV and then scream, what the fuck is going on here? I mean, come on. Last night, this is what I don't get. Another lackluster response for Ryback. When he walks out, it's just nothing. It's barely anything. He comes out. He's like, it's feeding time. When he, and does anybody remember CM Punk would say it's clobbering time when he walked out and, and, and oh God. I mean, come on. They Last night, okay, look, Bray Wyatt is one of the top guys. He's one of your top guys. Last night, Ryback, uh, Ryback took down a banana and a hot dog and then said it's funny because it's food. And that that is who you're going to put against Bray Wyatt? Mr. It's funny because it's food? Um... Aren't we past the Rusev character? I think the WWE Universe and the current wrestling fan is a little more intelligent than the Rusev. He's like a cross of the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov, which really isn't a compliment uh, in 2015, all right? For running, again, for running what they call the reality era, they sure do have a lot of characters right now, all right? They, I mean, they really do. Bray Wyatt included, but that's that's a fun character. Um, all right, Sheamus. Uh, Sheamus needs to stop saying fella and smiling. That's what he needs to do. Sheamus needs to stop saying fella and smiling all the time. Um, and that's my opinion. However, I will say this. Um, I could have watched Sheamus embarrass Zack Ryder for the entire three hours of Raw. I just could have, oh God, do I hate that guy. Do I hate Zack Ryder? So, yeah, I really enjoyed watching Sheamus just, just beat the crap out of him. Ah, so yeah, it was a lot of fun. Sheamus, I'm enjoying the character. I'm enjoying the change, the new attitude. Again, just stop saying fella when you come out. Stop smiling. You need to, I mean, all right, you got the look. You're getting the roles. Just play it a little bit better. You're kind of a friendly guy still underneath. 
little uh, too friendly. I understand you were trying to be playful, and it works for the most part, but there's definitely a couple things you could do, Seamus. In my opinion, just little couple little things. Stop screaming fella when you come out, and uh, and stop smiling so much right now. Oh, man, when Kane walked out for the open challenge match, so many things went through my mind. It was it was amazing. Is he going to win? Is he, could Wow, is he really? Could we see Kane and Rusev at, at Extreme Rules? And then I thought, is he, is Kane crying in the middle of the ring? What is that? Is he crying? Is Kane crying in the middle of? What the fuck are they doing to him? Are they trying to humanize him? What is? I don't know. What something again? This is the third time he's come up, and it's ha- okay. So, um, well, I'm excited to see what they do with Kane. Hopefully, hopefully, I'm excited. New rule: Kofi Kingston is never allowed to talk again. He should get fined every time he touches a microphone. Uh, Lucha Dragons versus New Day. Kalisto, Kalisto can barely see over the top rope. Is this guy tall enough to ride the roller coasters? Can he see over the steering wheel of his car? My grandma used to have to sit on a phone book and a pillow when she drove to see over the steering wheel. Does Kalisto have to sit on a phone book and a pillow to drive? I'll say this. He may not be tall enough to ride the to ride a roller coaster, but he's tall enough to ride the squared circle. All right, He's tall enough to ride the wrestling ride. He sure doesn't need a pillow and a phone book to compete with the talent in the WWE. That guy is just amazing. Uh, some people are excited. Uh, some people are just exciting to watch. You know, when they're new, so especially when they're new. Sin Cara was a lot of fun to watch when they're new. Some people are just exciting to watch when they're new. Fun new moves, a fun look, a fun new crazy character. Neville, Adrian Neville, does not and will not ever get old. He's a new level of everything. A new level of fast. A new level of high flying. A new level of movesets. And a new level of Neville. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I want to see how far they're going to take him. And I'm pretty sure it's going to go pretty far. Probably all the way to the top. He needs to start talking soon. He needs to start talking soon. The man can talk. Let's let him start talking soon. He needs a good feud. I thought, oh, man, he's going to feud with Sheamus. But no, that was just to build uh, with Ziggler. So, you know, uh, he needs a he needs a feud. I'm looking forward to it. Somebody he can just really. I'm, I'm enjoying him wrestle everybody right now. All these new matches for him. It is a lot of fun. A lot of times when they bring in new guys, they just have them. They throw them against one person real quick. You know, and they just have him wrestle that person a lot. They're like, oh, let's see how he does with this person. Let's let him get the get the rust off, get the cobwebs out, get the, the nerves out. Let's go out there and have fun. No, man. Let me look at the people he has wrestled in the first few weeks. We're talking, we're talking, I mean, the number, the top contenders of the WWE. Seth Rollins, all right? Seth Rollins. The WWE World Heavyweight Champion as a showcase of talent. All right? Against Sheamus. And he looked great. Every week he looks great. All right? How many times are we going to have to see Dean Ambrose versus Luke Harper? Well, apparently one more because there's an extreme match coming up. Chicago Street Fight. 
who would you like to see Ambrose feud with? Let me know. Message me at the Yes Talk. Tweet hashtag the Yes Talk. Facebook the Yes Talk. Find me online. Let me know who would you like to see Ambrose feud with? Did they break up the Shield too soon? Did they break up the Wyatt family too soon? Of all the members of all the Wyatt family and all the members of the Shield, and that's five people, not counting Bray. We're not counting Bray Wyatt because Bray Wyatt is still with Bray Wyatt. He's not going anywhere. Looking at Eric Rowan and Luke Harper, formerly of the Wyatt family. Looking at Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, all formerly of the Shield. Dean Ambrose is the only one who doesn't look like he's still in his former faction. Of all three members of the Shield, Dean Ambrose is the only one who doesn't look like he's still in the Shield. Out of all five of those guys, all five, one being the WWE, WWE, champion, and one just coming out of the WrestleMania 31 main event, Dean Ambrose is the only one trying to separate himself from the past. He's the only one who has said, there is more to me than how you brought me in. There is more to me than the character you debuted me in. Dean Ambrose said, there is more to Dean Ambrose than the shield. I mean, look, Roman Reigns still looks like he's in the shield. Seth Rollins still looks like he's in the shield. Eric Rowan, Luke Harper, both still look like they're in the Wyatt family and occasionally they will kind of touch on it but did they break up that tag team a little too quick shouldn't we still be seeing Eric Rowan and Luke Harper as a tag team what are they doing in the singles why is this feud happening I don't understand I mean they're obviously I mean those two unless we're going to see serious gimmick changes from one of them serious character overhauls. I don't see why they're not in a tag team. I really don't. Uh, Curtis Axel and Fandango is about the biggest waste of everybody's time as WWE could offer right now. A ballroom dancer? What kind of character is that? A ballroom dancer? Oh, look out, everybody. He's going to fucking dance. Oh, God. What is he good for? So once a year around WrestleMania, people and the Europeans can go, great, that's it. At first, I was like, oh, this guy's like a modern-day honky-tonk man. But now I'm just like, he's still a He's even tried to re... They redid him, and he was still a ballroom dancer. God damn it. Triple H had this tough enough announcement. Uh, it's, I remember in the speech, he's like, it's better than any dream you could ever have. That's what he said. Is it? Like, trying to hype people up to come out and compete for tough enough about WWE. It's better than any dream you, yourself, could ever have. I'm going to say this again. Triple H said working in the WWE is better than any dream you, the fan, the individual, a person with dreams and goals and family and a life and imaginations could never, ever in a million lifetimes think of anything, ever have a dream better, better than working for Triple H. That's what he said. I'm going to audition because quite frankly, 
It's better than any dream I could ever have. All right. Naomi needs new music, and she probably needs a complete overhaul, I think. Wasn't she going to be a heel? Uh, And then she's still coming out to the funk attack. I don't know what the hell they're doing. They just returned. So they have a heel Naomi. Naomi comes, I'm a heel now. All right, so she's going to go against Brie Bella, who's currently being sold as a a heel. Except Naomi comes out and, and as a heel, and she's, like, getting cheered. And then Brie Bella is also getting cheered, but I'm supposed to boo for uh naomi but she's i'm supposed to boo her but she's now uh, going against an obvious heel of brie bella who who am i supposed to cheer for in this the audience i just think said i think the bellas are ready for a switch the bellas need to break up brie bella versus nikki bella needs to happen that needs to continue all right it needs to continue Ugh. and then oh man Oh, God, Booker T was selling the life, the world out of Naomi. Booker T's over there. She's the most the most athletic diva on the roster. Oh, my God. What? Okay, that happened. Whatever. So that's what we're going to. All right. Believe versus Believe made me laugh. That was fun. Uh, all right. So hey, there wasn't anything else, I guess. We talked about, again, Fuck Zack Ryder. That guy. Ugh. Can we get Sheamus versus Zack Ryder every week? Oh, lordy. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Even if Sheamus has other matches. Just a weekly Zack Ryder pummeling. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this Sunday is Extreme Rules 2015. Uh, yeah, we're just going to go over this. Big Show versus Roman Reigns. This is what we can expect on Sunday. This Sunday, Extreme Rules for your nine ninety nine. This is what you paid it for, Extreme Rules, in 2015, Big Show versus Reigns, last man standing match. Oh, they're going to have some extreme standing. Big Show versus Reigns, last man standing. That's extreme standing. Look at the way he's standing. Extreme Rules is, I mean, this Sunday? It's this Sunday. All right, that's so quick. Kiss Me Arse match. That's, uh, that's the Kiss Me Arse match, and that's... It's Dolph Ziggler versus Sheamus. And for those of you who don't speak Irish, kiss me arse means kiss my ass. All right. So at Extreme Rules, there will be a man kissing another man's ass. What is going on here? Cena versus Rusev. Extreme turnbuckle touching with the Russian chain match. I'm not sure what makes it a Russian chain match. But Cena said he's going to shove the chain up Rusev's ass. So maybe that has something to do with it. I mean, man, chains up the ass. Kissing of the ass. Who's booking this shit? Pat Patterson? Ambrose versus Luke Harper in a Chicago street fight. New Day at versus the champs. Well, good. Another heel versus heel match. Please don't turn your tag champs face. That team as a heel does so much for the wrestlers, for Natalie, for the WWE, and fans like to cheer for them, probably because they are heels. Like, they were huge in Europe because Europeans are heel fans. If you turn them face, 
a year from now, whoever they're going against will probably be over because they just cheer for the heels. I don't know if we're going to see Daniel Bryan. I don't know. It's still up in the air. Will, and if we do, will Daniel Bryan be losing the belt at Extreme Rules? I mean, there was hinting by the commentators on Raw. Michael Cole, JBL mentioned tonight on Raw that Bad News Barrett versus WWE Intercontinental Champion Daniel Bryan for Sunday's Extreme Rules pay-per-view is in jeopardy due to Bryan's health. They sent him home. They sent him home from the, from the tour. They said, go home and rest. And Bryan's first tweet after being sent home from the European uh, tour is he posted a picture of blackberries and said, focusing on the positive. Today I picked my first blackberry from the five bushes a, uh, I planted a couple months ago. Probably a few days too soon, but delicious nonetheless. Well, so there you have it. There might not be a match for the Intercontinental title, but Daniel Bryan will be eating delicious, delicious blackberries. And then that takes us to the main event. We're going to see... Seth Rollins defending the World Wrestling Entertainment Heavyweight Championship belt of the world, of the universe, of the planet inside of his steel cage in front of all the planets uh, against Randy Orton. It's great. Should be fun. I'm sure it's going to see a story run. We're going to see Kane interfere. We're going to see the J&J security interfere. Uh, we'll probably see Kane battle his inner demons. And then at the end of the day, help Seth Rollins defeat Randy Orton. And then we're going to see a bunch of RKOs. And everybody's going to go home happy. Seth Rollins is going to go home with the belt. Randy Orton's going to RKO the cameraman. I'm going to RKO you. This is the Yes Talk. I'm Dustin Kaufman. Please, please share with your friends. I'll see you next week. I'm out.